Hello and welcome to Across the States. I'm your host, Matt Fisher, and joining me today are two very special guests. We're going to be discussing energy. And who better to talk to than Landon Stevens, Director of Policy and Advocacy at the Conservative Energy Network, and Carly Good, Manager of Alec Energy Environment Agriculture Task Force. Landon, Carly, how are you guys doing today? Great, Matt. Thank you. Doing great. Thank you so much. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And Carly, I'm going to hand it off to you. Lead us off today. What questions do we got? Absolutely. Thank you, Matt, again, for having us. And thank you, Landon, for agreeing to participate with us today. So just to kind of kick things off, first, let's discuss the Conservative Energy Network broadly. Landon, for our listeners, can you give us just a brief overview of CEN and its overall mission? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again for having me, Matt and Carly. It's great to be here. We always love to work with Alec and its members and supporting the work that you all do to help advance great state-level policy. As for CEN, we're currently active in 21 states, anywhere from the Mountain West through the Midwest and, and then down into the South. Our state teams work with lawmakers, business leaders, energy professionals, and the public across the country to promote conservative solutions as we try to move towards a clean energy future. While each of our state teams engage on local energy issues that can obviously be a little bit different from state to state or from one legislative session to another, as a national organization, we adhere to a general set of principles that help us adapt and shift while supporting free markets, encouraging competition and customer choice. We look for policies that help drive lower costs and we really focus on embracing technology and innovation without picking winners and losers. Finally, we try to find policies that support energy security for the country and protect both state sovereignty and personal property rights. So that kind of frames how we look at energy policy and what we try to accomplish with the Conservative Energy Network. Great. So going off of that, what are some of the kind of specific challenges and shortcomings in our energy sector facing the U.S. that concern CEN? Well, Carly, you know, the energy sector, it's so vital to our country's economy. Mm-hmm. It's important for our national security, and it really is kind of a linchpin of everyday life. And so there's always a number of issues that are kind of in the public spotlight at any time. At CEN right now, we're looking generally at ways to determine how we can best use free markets to make sure that our grid is safe, secure, clean, and affordable moving forward. Ultimately, we believe that competition leads to better outcomes for customers. And so we want to look at the traditional model of supporting large utility monopolies to see if there are policies or models that can help us ensure we're protecting families and businesses by supporting transparency, encouraging more customer choice and competition within those structures. Also, you know, it's important to remember this is a very innovative industry. And so all the time we are seeing emerging technologies and we need to look at those critically and determine how we incorporate them into, into the mix. And so right now we're looking at things like small modular reactors on the nuclear side, hydrogen projects, and how do we incorporate that into both transportation and into the electric mix. Electric vehicles obviously are being talked about all over the country. And then kind of the next step we see 
emerging is also on storage technologies, whether it's battery, pumped hydro, a whole host of different technologies. We want to look at those and see what part they play in the energy mix moving forward. As we're looking at all of these innovations, again, we really focus on supporting innovation generally and a market generally, and then avoiding picking winners and losers. We want to make sure the frameworks are in place to let the market make those determinations. You know, ultimately, I think the challenges that we see in the energy sector are in a lot of ways really just similar to most areas of the political argument or disagreement. It really is a question of how much do we trust big government to intervene and kind of direct progress versus how much do we support free markets and let them kind of respond to consumer preferences to achieve our desired goals. Right, right. And you mentioned this a little bit and we we often hear politicians, you know, especially on the left calling for massive investments such as, you know, the Green New Deal, the Biden infrastructure bill would pour hundreds of billions of dollars towards specific types of energy projects. And now, you know, that might sound great on its face to some people, but what are some of the specific problems with this approach to energy that is promoted by the left? Well, obviously, there are infrastructure investments that do need to be made across the board. And so I think we should start by acknowledging that from your traditional you know, roads and bridges to internet and broadband and drinking water systems, you know, there's always need for some level of investment. From our perspective, the devil is always in the details. Mm -hmm. And so the scope of what we're talking about, for instance, in the infrastructure proposal by President Biden, it's pretty shocking what they're calling for. To put it in perspective, going back to 2008, the stimulus package pushed by President Obama during the Great Recession, for instance, it totaled just, and I put that in air quotes, just $838 billion dollars. In the Biden plan on infrastructure, which is really, you know, the third or fourth stimulus package that we've had, they're proposing $2.2 trillion and over $500 billion of that is going to be spent on what can be considered clean energy investments. And they've also signaled that they're calling for an additional $400 billion being proposed for clean energy credits. And so, what we're talking about is essentially an energy package that is, you know, bigger than the package we put together for the Great Recession. And so we feel that there's a lot of attention being given to the size of the spending on infrastructure, but not enough attention given to the details of where that money will go and will it result in the outcomes that we want? Or are we straying too far from the goal of making you know, generational infrastructure improvements and stimulating the economy during a tough time. Those are good goals, but if we're just throwing money at the problem, we may not be getting the outcomes in the end that we're looking for. So going off that, what's kind of the alternative, right? So you know, rather than a heavy-handed, kind of more big government approach, if you will, what is the correct vision for American energy and infrastructure and the like that CEN believes in and that we should pursue moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I've said it a couple of times on the call, but from the simplest point of view, you know, we believe in the power of free markets. While there is obviously some role for government spending, especially on some infrastructure projects, 
you know, those should typically be centered more around research and development that can drive the entire industry forward, that can spur innovation, or they should be laser focused on specific infrastructure investments that have a clearly defined positive return on investment for taxpayers. What's interesting is there's actually no shortage of private investment out there to address energy issues and to drive the industry forward. So what we see as a better approach than just throwing taxpayer dollars at the problem is to focus on eliminating costly, burdensome regulations and reducing the risk and uncertainty for investors that come with that. As a specific example, the Heritage Foundation released a study showing that the United States ranked 15th out of 33 OECD developed nations in terms of ease of permitting. And under the Obama administration, additional heavy regulatory burdens were placed on industry. And we tried to roll those back a little bit, I think, under the Trump administration. But it seems like we're regressing back the other way towards that regulatory structure that has a higher burden for our businesses. And to put it in perspective, under the Obama administration, the cost of compliance annually for regulatory consideration for businesses rose $122 billion each year. And that is more than this Biden infrastructure plan directs for general grid improvements every year. So we could be seeing the same benefits annually just by you know, eliminating some of that regulatory burden. And so we feel that we should be exhausting options in regulatory reform before we immediately look to just turn to spending as the only option. Thank you so much for this plan. And this has been incredibly informative and I've learned a lot and I know our listeners have too. I think it's incredible what you guys are doing over at the Conservative Energy Network and be sure to come back anytime you want. It's been such an informative segment. Uh, before we go, a quick message from Alec concerning an exciting event coming this summer, happens every year. A quick message courtesy of Alec. This July, join the American Legislative Exchange Council for its annual meeting in beautiful Salt Lake City. Join fellow thought leaders, listen to exciting speakers, and take part in building a better future for America. For more information and to register, go to alec.org slash Salt Lake. We'll see you in person in Utah. All right, so Carly, before we go, for our listeners, what are some additional resources they can find here at ALEC to learn more about energy reform? Yeah, thanks, Landon, and thanks, Matt, for having us. So all of our resources can be found at our website at ALEC.org. On our website, you can find access to a variety of model policies, blog posts, articles, as well as our brand new publication focused on energy affordability across the state. So a lot of resources in the energy space, a lot going on. And again, it can all be found at alec.org. Thank you, Carly. Again, alec.org has those resources. And also be sure to check out the Conservative Energy Network. And thank you again, both of you. This has been Across the States. I'm your host, Matt Fisher, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to Across the States, the leading state-focused policy podcast presented by the American Legislative Exchange Council, the premier free market organization of and for legislators. To learn more about our work or to make a tax-deductible donation, visit alec.org. Tell us what you think on Facebook and Twitter at Alec States. The views and opinions expressed on Across the States are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the American Legislative Exchange Council.